L-A-S. Welcome to The Dangerous Leader, where we invite leaders to share their best experiences thriving in a world that expects them to conform so that you can thrive too. Hello there, Dr. Jennifer Murphy here along with Alex Schulte in the producer box. All right, Alex, here's your question for today. Oh, gosh. If you were going to design your favorite cheesecake, what would it be? Chocolate banana. Mmm, little monkey melt there, huh? All right, all right, I like it. All right. (laughs) I am the creator of the Art of Living Dangerously Leadership Model and a huge cheesecake fan, which leads me to tell you about today's guest. Today, I have got Don Murray on the show, also famously known as the Cheesecake Lady of Cedar Rapids. She's also formally the owner of Out of the Blue Cheesecake. Now, we're going to learn how this native New Yorker, yes, home of the New York cheesecake, had never tried cheesecake prior to becoming a baking sensation. We'll also talk about how we were raised and the influences that has on how we respond to others in need. And we're also going to help Don redefine weird. With that, I bring you the latest episode of the Dangerous Leader podcast and my guest, Don Murray, who admittedly is a big dill. (laughs) <laughs> Cheesecake joke. It'll become clear soon. History. 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 Song. 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 Punishment. All of this is on Historically Inaccurate with me, Jake Trumper. And me, Alex Schulte. Learn about history in a fun and unique way with our weekly podcast, Historically Inaccurate. Each week, we put a spotlight on a moment in history. And if you were like me in school who liked history but had trouble paying attention in class, don't worry. We're going to present this knowledge in an easily digestible way. Like when you put medicine in peanut butter for your dog. Or like when you put medicine in your peanut butter for me. Historically Inaccurate is produced and distributed by the LAS Media Network right here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. To learn more about this, head on over to lasmedianetwork.com slash historicallyinaccurate. And if you want access to the exclusive Historically Inaccurate After Dark, consider subscribing to LAS Plus. Head on over to lasmedianetwork.com slash plus to get started. If you thought Historically Inaccurate couldn't get any crazier, just wait until you're learning about history in the dark. Yeah, flashlights. Historically Inaccurate. Hello, guys. My name is Devin Green, and this is The Innovative Creative, a podcast dedicated to helping designers and clients better understand design using an alternative way of thought. I've been designing for 16 plus years, and I felt that people need this knowledge. Whether you are a new or an experienced designer, I can give you tips that can better help your design journey. I also know that clients sometimes have a hard time working with designers. This is my way to help clear the confusion. Join me on your favorite podcasting platform as I dive into design tips, communication tactics, and much more. I release episodes every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, on my website at innovativecreative.fm and wherever you listen to podcasts. This podcast is proudly produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network right here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. The Innovative Creative is free to listen to, but if you want bonus content and to support local creators, subscribe to LAS+. For more information on that, head on over to LASPodcastNetwork.com. L-A-S.
Well, thank you for being here, Dawn. Um, Now, do you prefer Dawn or do you prefer Cheesecake Lady? Uh, I mean, (laughs) Dawn works. (laughs) Just teasing. Um, So you, I mean, obviously, as I talked about in the introduction, just intro here, you, like a lot of us know and love you as the Cheesecake Lady. And you have built that persona for yourself, (laughs) willingly or unwillingly, my friend. (laughs) But that's not where you've always been. So how did you become... A baker of cheesecakes. Just tell, and then we'll kind of back up from there and dive in. Okay. So, well, you know, my mom wasn't really a cook at all, and so when after I got married, I was like, oh man, I think I'm going to have to learn how to cook, and so I did. And eventually, after uh, I'm not even sure, like maybe ten years of being married, he, my ex-husband. I mean, I was married then, but um, he had said one day, and he literally was just like you need to make a cheesecake. And I'm like, what? And he's like, <laughs> come on, woman, get in the kitchen. Yeah, basically. And I, and I was like, I don't know how to make a cheesecake. And he's yeah. like, well, you need to make a cheesecake. And I'm like, fine, I'm, I'm trying to make a cheesecake. And so I did. And honestly, it was not very good at all. I mean, <laughs> I did follow the recipe, but mm-hmm. it did not come out well. And you know, it was like dry on the outside and then, you know, nice on the inside. But I'm uh. like, who wants to eat this part of it right and and uh i wasn't happy with it and uh for some reason i don't want to say became obsessed but i kind of became obsessed with learning how to make a cheesecake because in my mind i i was like who would even want to eat this right i'm like i don't understand (laughs) cheesecake if this is what it is and people go crazy over it you know so had you been a cheesecake fan at all before that? No. Because like the way you're describing yeah. it, you're like, ah, what is the big deal? Yeah, yeah. I never even ate it. Even though I'm from New York, I never had cheesecake. <laughs> I forgot that part of your story. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so New York cheesecake, famous dessert in the world. You had never really had it before. No, you no. go to bake one. Turns out like crap. Yep. yep. <laughs> like enough. <laughs> so was it your New Yorker pride that stepped in at that moment? Or was it just your, like, what drove you? Because... And, and I'm asking that because so many people would have been like, ah, well, that didn't work out. Sorry, yeah, honey. And yeah. just moved on. Well, <clears throat> you know, the thing is, it's weird because I have a I'm weird. Like, that's just it. That's why I invited you on here. <laughs> we call it nonconforming uh, here. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And I love being thought of as a dangerous leader, by the way, because I don't think of myself as either. But oh, you are. Um, but thank you. Thank you. So uh, but no. I'm just a very curious person, and because I was so curious about why anybody would want to eat something like this, so I thought, well, maybe it's just the recipe, right? So then I tried a couple other recipes. I'm like, no, I don't get it. Like, it's just all, and uh, and then I tried all the different ways to do it, you know, I don't know, water baths, and there's just so many different techniques, and hated them all. And I'm like, who would do this on a... You know, constant basis. Like I just don't understand. What's wrong with all these cheesecake lovers? They're gross. Yeah, you know. And so over the years, I just decided. I was like, well, how can I? Well, at one point, I should say that I kind of figured out that some of the instructions are not true. Oh, like I'm like, there's no way. There's just no way, right? And so over the years, I just figured out it was like a puzzle. How yeah. how can I change this? these instructions to make it so that it is good from you know the end to the middle and vice versa and one day I finally did it and I'm like did I write that down 
like, I need to write that down. <laughs> <'Cause> that, <laughs> that actually worked, you know. So I love it. And then yeah. after that, I started, ex- you know, trying other flavors here and there. And <clears throat> so yeah. that's kind of how it yeah. started. Yeah. yeah. Kind of. The name of your business is Out of the Blue Cheesecake. So tell me, how did that name come to be? <clears throat> Well, a lot of things happened to me, like out of the blue, mm-hmm. and um, it was just, uh, and a lot of times you'll hear me say, out of the blue, this just suddenly mm-hmm. happened, and yeah. um, so just like my ex-husband had said, you need to make a cheesecake, I mean, that came out of nowhere, right? That right. was out of the blue, and um, how um, the whole company just even started was kind of out of the blue, because I um, hate like I'm not bragging or anything, but I was like one of the most productive people in mm-hmm. the job that I had. But yet I was, you know, let yeah. go before other people yeah. were let go. That was kind of out of the blue. And yeah, and yeah. a lot of people were surprised, you know, and I was like, oh, well, it is what it is. And and uh, and so when I went home, <laughs> wait, hold on a second, hold on a second, hold on a second. So you're like, I was doing super good at my job. I was doing yeah. well. I was amazing. So first and foremost, <laughs> you need to own that stuff. All right. Second, like you, you're like, eh, you know, and then I got laid off, whatever. <laughs> like, I mean, just your whole, like, it was out of the blue yeah. and you rolled with it. And yeah. I think what I love about this part of your story is you had this skill, this passion, if you will, that you had been working on. And you turned around and were like, what can I do? And boom. Yeah, it was right. right. It was pretty <clears throat> crazy. Like, so I had gone home. My kids were home because, you know, it was COVID and they yeah. weren't in school. And uh, yeah, so we should mention all this was happening while COVID was happening. Yes, right? yes, so this started. is not like 10 years ago. This is within the last couple of years. Yeah. So yeah. it was, um, well, COVID started as far as we know, was in, I think, February of 2020. Yeah, we all got shut down in March. In yeah. March, yeah. And so I was working for a medical waste company. Yeah. So I was seeing a lot of what was going on. Uh, and um, and I will, you know, I'm just going to say it. I don't really bring this part of my story into it, but in February of 2020, my ex-husband hit me with a uh, custody mm. suit and he wanted to take my kids and move to Abu Dhabi. <laughs> yes. Wow. I okay. know. I know. Yeah. It was like the ultimate uh, revenge. <laughs> and so yeah. If he had won. But um, so then and then here I'm working for a medical waste company and COVID. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, great. I'm like, he's going to use yeah. my job against me. Right. Like yeah. this is was my thinking. And then I got furloughed. So then even though I did not want to be furloughed, it was almost a relief to me because I'm like, okay, well, I don't have this job, so I'll try to find another job. And at least this isn't something that he could use because it would be, you know, oh, she could bring COVID home to the kids and she's a oh, danger. Right. And, you yeah, know. ammunition all over the place with that. Yeah, so, <clears throat> uh, and if you, you know, don't want to use this part in the yeah. story, it's fine, you could take it out. But this was, so when I got furloughed, all of this stuff was in the back of my mind. I'm like, I have a house payment. I have, you know, the car and, you know, my lawyer fees yeah. that, to fight this battle. Uh, what am I going to do? Right? right. And so I was like, but I was just like, I can't think about it. Like, if I think about it, I'm going to have a breakdown. <laughs> so I just, I just went home and, you know, I told the kids, I'm like, well, I mean, I lost my job, shed a couple of tears. And I'm like, 
you guys want me to make a cheesecake? And they, <laughs> they were like, yeah. And so yeah. I did. And while I was making the cheesecake, I thought, you know what? People out there from other things that I had done before uh, know that I make cheesecakes and sell them here and there on occasion. Like really mostly if people reach out and say, hey, are you still making cheesecakes? Right. And so I thought, I'm going to throw it out on Facebook and see what happens. If I could just make three to five a week to hold me over till I find another job, that would be great. Um, and so I did it. And after that was, um, I did that on April 18th. I started, I was furloughed on the 17th. And then, <laughs> I know. And so, I love that. So I lost my job. So I just went out and started a business the next day. It was like no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> I don't know why I'm a dangerous leader. <laughs> well, I, I didn't think it was going to turn into anything. It was just like temporary, right? Right, yeah. And so, um, but one of my friends from back east, we went to high school together, and she reached out to me on Facebook, and she's like, Dawn, you need to make a cheesecake page for your business. I'm like, nah. I go, it's just temporary. I don't really, you know, it's just a waste of time. And she's like, Dawn, I'm telling you, just do it. Just do it. So like every day she would say, Dawn, did you make that cheesecake page? And finally I was like, fine, fine. And so, you know, thank you, Lori Block, if you ever hear this. Um, so, uh, so I did on May 6th. Um, it launched, if you want to say quietly, yeah. like I didn't announce it. It just opened. And, um, then on May 9th, Jamie Warboss, she was and is a friend of mine, and she was also laid off because she's a hairdresser. And yeah. um, so she was kind of coming over and hanging out and talking and stuff. And so when I opened the page, she was like, oh, I could be one of your administrators. And I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. You can, yeah. you know, answer if I get any messages. You yeah. Know? So on May 6th, it opened. On May 8th, she had ordered herself a cake. So... I made a cake for her. It was New York with cherry. And I, you know, I gave it to her, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then um, the next day, my phone is just like going insane. I'm like, what the heck? And it's just like, bing, 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 bing. And so I look at it and I have all these people messaging me for uh, cheesecake. I'm like, what? Like, what's going on here? And she messages and she goes, so your phone's blowing up, huh? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. I'm like, I don't know. She goes, I posted a 3D photo of your cheesecake to, and she named a bunch of, you know, Facebook, mm -hmm. local Facebook groups. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know what's going on. Like, I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. You know? yeah. it's like, I was just totally like, yeah sinking inside like well, sure. how am I going to do this and yeah. it was quite overwhelming I'm like I was prepared for three to five but I mean this is like 30 I'm now I have 50 like I mean it was just mm -hmm. growing it was overnight and yeah. it was and so at the beginning I had her and she was there and she wasn't baking but she was answering like the, like the admin stuff the admin needed, stuff right? so yeah but then just a couple weeks after that, you know, everything started opening again and like she was gone. You know? <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, now it's all me. Right. <laughs> but the kids are still home. Didn't she use child labor? Uh, yeah. Well, Legally, because they're family members and that's OK to do. So. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, but that was like a I mean, I want to say yes. It was like they wanted to help. But yeah, I mean, 
you have to know my ex-husband and the pressure that he put on them. And so I did not, I did not want to put any pressure on them to do anything that would make them feel uncomfortable at their dad's house. Yeah. So, you know, at first they were all like, yeah, yeah. But then, yeah, you know, I could, sometimes you just know, right. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to say too much. Yeah. No, and I mean, that's where, you know, you and I share that trait of being co-parents. And you definitely, I think that if you're not a co-parent or you don't have a a split household, you don't really understand those nuanced dynamics that you're dealing with. Right. And it, it no, and I think that that like I get along super well with my ex husband. Like we we really navigate a lot of stuff really well, and I'm I'm really proud of that. But I also know that's not the norm. Like right. that's not everybody's case. But even you know, I look at our own situation. I'm like, God, you know, I am I am having to pay attention. There's times that I'm like, oh, all right, how am I going to handle this with right. him? You know, yeah. and how's how's this going to work? And and it's like you do, you walk a line with that. And yeah. it's it takes a lot of, I think it takes a lot of courage. I think it takes a lot of emotional intelligence when you're dealing with your kids in yeah. particular it's in really, those situations. It's really hard. And, yeah. and also, <clears throat> and I, I don't like talking bad about anybody, but no. I, I mean, he's just not somebody that, he just wants what he wants, Yeah, you know, and he tries to get what he wants yeah. no matter what. And yeah. so I... And I didn't want any of that falling on them or yeah. as little as possible. Yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah. So at this point in your life, it's the pandemic is happening. Things are kind of starting to reopen. Kids are still home and or doing that weird day yeah, off thing yeah. they were doing. I should also note our kids go to the same school. <laughs> um, That's so, right. That's right. Yeah. And they're... They're same grade, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, sophomore and choir together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So we've got, you know, so you've got that going on. You've got your ex-husband applying some pressure. You've got the kids, you know, kind of in the middle of all of this. Yeah. You get laid off. You basically start a business kind of on accident. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> so where how did how did this become real for you in this process? You know, as you're navigating all of these things at the same time. I mean, I guess I'm assuming it's leveled out. Has it? Like, where are you now? Like, how um, has this progressed? So, so yeah. So it was going crazy. Like, I had all these orders. And um, and it was growing. And I was pinching myself every day. And, like, is this real? Like, I was really in this, is this real stage yeah. for quite a while. Um, even though, looking back, I'm like, oh, I really ended up not being that long before the derecho. Because, oh. you know... So I was, yeah, so I was, uh, you know, full steam ahead yeah. and then derecho and yeah. it was like immediate stop. Like yeah. I lost everything. Yeah. So for anybody who's listening, who doesn't know what the derecho was, explain what that was. <clears throat> that was an inland hurricane that <laughs> category four. <laughs> yes. So it was like 145 mile or yeah. 140 mile per hour winds sustained for 45 minutes is what Yeah, I remember being told. And, uh, uh, yeah. And yeah. so, yeah. And so the city, like we lost power everywhere basically yes. for extended periods of time. We lost tree canopy, massive destruction of buildings. Um, so a home baking business with a massive amount, like I just want to put this in scale, <laughs> massive amount of product and ingredient 
hanging out there, you lose power. I lose power. Yeah. Yep. I was actually one of the lucky ones because I received power back after three days. Yeah. I know my daughter, oldest daughter, she was living here at the time and she was at, without power for 15 days. Mm. That's you about know. where we were. Yeah. Where yeah. I was living. <coughs> so um, what happened was after my power came back on and I was able to charge my phone, the first thing that I saw on Facebook was... Uh, oh my gosh, I might cry, and I'm sorry if I do. But the I believe it was called the Oak Hill Terrace. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's a home. It's not a home, but it's a their apartment complex. Oh, assisted yeah, yeah. living. Uh-huh. That's what yeah, I'm trying to yeah. say. And um, I saw this video on how they were talking about how they had been forgotten for four days. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you, I was just my heart yeah. just went out because these are disabled people elderly people and um they don't have the means right to help themselves and so i had decided well i'm gonna go over there assess the situation and see what i can do and um so i did and i decided i'm gonna make my i'm just gonna make food for them Mm -hmm. and uh one of my friends she had Message me, uh, Lanisha Cassell. I don't yeah. know if you know her. African American Museum, yes, right? Yes, yes. And so she's like, Oh, I feel like I need to do something. I'm like, Well, I'm doing this. You want to help me? And she said, Yeah. So the two yeah. of us kind of went on this crusade and we were making 200 to 400 meals a day. And oh. We were bringing them to the Oak Hill and then we were bringing them to West Side, yeah. Westdale apartment area mm-hmm. complex. And that we were was going hit really hard. Too. Yeah, yeah. And we were doing door to door knocking on the doors and also we went uh down 8th avenue mm-hmm. uh knocking on doors and i mean that was you know a lot of people that did decide to come help they were a little bit afraid of that and i'm like yeah well it's scary but you know they need food too it's people you know and yeah. so but um you know everybody need needed food like we all needed and mm-hmm. when we when i knocked on the door i just said hot meal would you like a hot meal and you know they were very grateful um yeah because i mean we should mention like at that time it wasn't just homes that were impacted all the grocery stores were shut down yeah like they didn't have power for their refrigeration there was a period of time there where trying to get gasoline right was an hours long ordeal so if your car was on empty when that derecho hit like it was pretty brutal yeah like that was it was a really rough time Yeah, yeah it was and and, uh, and I remember when Target finally opened up, I was like, hey, we can get yeah. something, right? Yeah. And um, so what I was trying to think of, what can we, what could we make yeah. with what food was available? And um, somehow we did it. And somehow, well, I know, because I would throw it out there on my Facebook page, and I would just say, my Cheesecake Lady Facebook page, and I would say, I'm needing volunteers to, if you're able to help or whatever and, and we would every day it would be somebody new and I mm-hmm. got to meet a lot of great people that way um, but anyway we we did we we fed um, a lot of people for a couple weeks and then mm-hmm. uh, things sort of started I mean people were starting to get power back yeah. on and <clears throat> they were able to do things for themselves and people started helping you know uh, the Oak Hill residents mm-hmm. and uh, but I had at that point, since I had lost everything, I had also used up all the rest of my money that I had had on all of these meals. Right. And I was like, well, there's no way that I'm going to be able to start up, 
making cheesecakes again. So I'll go ahead and just let everybody know that I'm going to have to, you know, close out. <laughs> and, and out of the blue. Out of the blue. <laughs> and it, it really was out of the blue. Like, I'm, I'm going to try not to cry. No, you're fine. It was just such a show of love. Like, yeah. people just out of nowhere were bringing ingredients, you know, cream cheese, sugar, mm. eggs, vanilla. I mean, somebody set up like a little thing where it was like a fun go like a GoFundMe thing right. where people could donate monetarily. And you know, oh my gosh. <laughs> we're talking about during a time when everybody was devastated from this. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't just automatically become everything's great now after a couple of weeks. I mean oh, I, yeah. I am still <laughs> waiting for windows. Yep. Right? My windows aren't gonna come till March, yeah. supposedly. Yeah. You know, so this is like almost yeah, we're two what, years post Rachel. Yeah. Like well over two years. Yeah. And yeah. people are still waiting for, you know, mm-hmm. like me, windows and yeah, whatever there's else. There's capping in my neighborhood right now yeah. from derecho damage. Yeah. Like, right this moment. So, so yeah. you know, so we're talking about a time when everybody, just about everybody has been devastated yeah. in some way from the storm. And yet they want me to make cheesecake right they are bringing me <laughs> supplies to make cheesecake and to me it was just unbelievable yeah it yeah. still is and i'm sorry if i'm crying I, you never have to apologize for crying no this uh, and i just you know i think about what happened there and i think about like you just as an individual no organization no backing no funding nothing which just like i'm gonna go feed people and you walk to the streets and fed people like, not everybody does that. And to your point, it's like, oh, that's scary. Like, I'm going to go talk to people I don't know and neighborhoods I don't know anything about. And yeah. what if, what if, what if? And you can what if yourself right out of being of service. Right. And you chose not to. Like, that's huge. It is no surprise to me that you created that karmic balance that sent that right back to you. <laughs> right? Like, because you also had people dropping off refrigerators and stuff, too, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. at the beginning of... Like everything happened so fast because I opened in May, right? Right. You know, my Facebook page opened May 6th. The derecho was, you know, just a few months later on August 10th. Yeah. And so in between there, I needed more refrigerator space. And I've had people donate three refrigerators. <laughs> so I have three refrigerators in my garage. Yeah. Um, somebody donated money for me to get a new stove because the, I mean, a new oven because the oven that I had just could not handle it. Mm -hmm. And I'm grateful for that. The one that I have now is still continuing to go because it wasn't made to produce as. Oh God. Yeah. Not a commercial oven. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And so, and it's still going. Um, so yeah, so people just came out of nowhere, like mm-hmm. out of the blue, just like, oh, you need a refrigerator? Here I have one. Oh, here I have one. Oh, here I have one. Oh, there's a stove here. I'm like, what the heck is going on here? Like, why do all these people want to help me? Like, I just, yeah. I just didn't understand it. And I think it really affects me deeply because growing up, I did not have anything from my family yeah and it was uh you know I just grew up having to be independent very young and um so to have all these people that don't really know me to quote unquote love me mm-hmm. you know it was just incredible yeah. and just not even 
it's beyond my comprehension to yeah. be honest. Yeah. So, so where did you derive this sense of um, <clears throat> feeling like you wanted to be of service? You know, because I, I grew up similarly. You know, with a you know, and and I, I'm maybe I don't want to say similarly. My family was always as supportive as they could be, uh-huh. but we didn't have resources right. to be that supportive. It was scrimping constantly. Yeah, like I knew that we were poor. When people, so we live next to an Indian reservation and they would get the government cheese. And like our friends that lived on the reservation would give us the government cheese. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, hmm, I think we're really poor. <laughs> like, you know, and so it's, and I think as a kid, like you feel that in a different way. And yeah. then as a, and I, I mean, I know as a parent, like I've been poor as right. a parent. Right. And, you know, and then I get that angst inside of, God, I don't want my son to have that feeling that I had right. of there not being enough. Right. Because then what that translated to for me was I felt like not enough. Like I carried that wound with me for years. Yeah. And so I'm always interested with what you described, kind of coming from a little bit of that background, you know, in that way to then just having this need to give. Yeah. Like, where does that come from for you? Well, so I'm just going to say that I had a narcissistic mom. Mm -hmm. So, and if anybody, I mean, not everybody understands what it's like to be with, um, or even understands what a narcissist is. Um, But there was no love there. There was just no, it was, it was pretty horrific, to be honest. And um, I can't even, I mean, I could write a book on everything that I went through with her. You should. Uh, One day. (laughs) 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 And so, and my dad was physically abusive. I mean, Mm -hmm. and to hear it out of his own mouth, he'll, you know, tell you he was brutal. Mm -hmm. And, um, but he's since apologized, you know, and I mean, he's come to realize how he had been and, and has apologized. Um, but so just growing up as a very young child, not feeling love or anything, or there's no guidance. I didn't really know what to do. Everything I did, I learned on my own and I'm not quite sure if I was on the spectrum or am Mm -hmm. I've, I have a child who, um, is nonverbal learning disability and I've seen all the things that they went through and, reminded me of me when Mm -hmm. I was younger and I thought oh huh you know maybe that's part of you know why I was so weird right yeah yeah I always felt weird and awkward sure and I still do um but because of the way that I grew up with my family and then other circumstances that I dealt with um through the rest of my youth Mm. I just felt very unlovable, mm-hmm. unworthy, you know, worthless basically. Yeah. And that was just something I never wanted anybody else to feel. Yeah. I just didn't. And yeah. If I feel like somebody's feeling like that, I'll do whatever I can do. Yeah. to help yeah. them not feel that way. Yeah. So which is, I, I mean, that's that is such a such a beautiful way to channel the pain that you had into the service of others. Um, and it's, it's so, God, like, we could have a whole therapy session on this right now, Don. Like, I'm, like, trying to rein myself in so we don't go too too far and make this a four-hour-long podcast. <laughs> but, the, 
But what's fascinating to me about what you're sharing is just how much that parallels my own experience because I have been someone who has felt like I need to serve other people because I know what it feels like not to be able to meet certain needs in my life. And that is manifested in both healthy and unhealthy ways right. <laughs> for sure. Um, and so it's, you know, it's always like I love it when it starts to manifest in healthy ways where you can see like I this I am doing something good for someone. And it's this isn't about me, like back to your point around narcissism or anything else. Right, like, this right. is about me. But this is about kind of, you know, making sure that the world feels safe for someone else, even if it's for five seconds. Yes. That I can create that for them. Like that's that is a gift. Like it really is. So. Yeah. So thank you for channeling your energy that way. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't think I could do it any other way, to no. be honest. I yeah. mean, it's just. Yeah, it's who something. you are. Yeah. Yeah. I heard, I think it was on the Jay Shetty podcast not that long ago. I, I'm pretty sure it was. And he was talking with a guest and they talked about, and I just shared this with someone else earlier today because it really stuck with me. And they, he said that passion that you have um, is the thing that drives you from within. But the purpose is the impact you make on other people. And I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> it just like set me back because, you know, you always have people and, and I've heard people debate the difference between passion and purpose. And are they the same thing? Are they different things? Are they? And that was the first time I heard somebody actually put the action behind each of those words um, and make them kind of like there is a meaning behind them. It's not just this lofty woo woo new age bullshit that, you know, <laughs> we're like, my passion. Um, uh, but, <laughs> you know, but I think that's a, that there is a reality in your story to that, you know, that you have you have encountered opportunity, seized on it with a passion that is internally driven. <laughs> But it's had an impact. Even like, you know, you diminish, I'm just making cheesecakes, but that's had an impact on people, you know? And and I can tell you from my own perspective, just and it's so simple and so silly, but you made me a, che a turtle cheesecake one time. Yeah. And it was so special for my kid because he that's his favorite cheesecake. And it was a weird time in life. Right. And we needed something. And I reached out to you and you're like, it's going to be like two weeks. <laughs> I was like, I was like, dang, all right, well, that's, I'll wait for it. Like, that's fine. You know? And so we, I, we get this cheesecake and it was an experience because your cheesecakes you. are freaking amazing. Thank you. They're huge. They taste amazing. <laughs> They're like, and it was a turtle cheesecake, his favorite. Like it was a whole thing for us. And so it wasn't just a cheesecake. And I think that's why people invest in your product. I think that's why people want to buy your product, not just because it's a cheesecake, but because of who you are and the experience it creates. Which is <clears throat> still unbelievable to me. Because <laughs> like, I feel like yeah. I'm just like this nobody, right? Yeah. And, and I'm like, well, I don't understand why people, you know, I mean... Yeah. You know, so you say something like that, and I'm just, but I'm just like this, yeah. you know, wallflower that just wants to kind of hide. Like, that's yeah. my personality. I just want to blend into this wall mm -hmm. and pretend I'm not here, right? Mm -hmm. But yeah. then here I'm having, yeah. like, to be out in public on Facebook and stuff, and even to do this. Yeah. This is not easy for me. I know. Like, to not. That's why you're here. <laughs> <laughs> And to be out in the public eye, yeah. right, quote unquote public yeah. eye, I feel like, you know, because I'm such a private person and to talk about, you know, all these private issues and things. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I know 
that, you know, people have come to me and just through me handing somebody a cheesecake, they have opened up their lives to me mm-hmm. and have told me all the things that are happening to them. Yeah. And then that made a connection, right? Mm-hmm. So somehow through this cheesecake, I'm making connections and they're yeah. beautiful connections that I'm so grateful for, yeah. you know, and sometimes I might only see the person once mm-hmm. for whatever reason, like they were only able to come once or some people live out of town or whatever, but y- you make these amazing connections and I don't know, it's, yeah. you know, so for me, it's just about that, yeah. you know, and if I could give everybody free cheesecake all the time, like <laughs> that's just what I would do, you yeah. know. All right. Do you hear that billionaires <laughs> come invest in out of the blue cheesecake so she can just give us all our cheesecakes? <laughs> No, I, I, and I'm just, I'm so fascinated even just if I can go to a little bit lighter topic for a second, the concoctions you make woman. Oh my gosh. So you, and so you do, um, like you'll do special orders, you have a standard menu, but then you also have partnered with businesses. So like this idea of I'll make a cheesecake has expanded into this multi-channel business from (laughs) your home. Like this is, so tell me like where, where do what's, so I've asked you this question before, but what's the craziest one you've made? The craziest cheesecake that you feel like you've made? Okay. So I don't know. Like there's been, so a lot of people think that my savory cheesecakes are pretty out there. Like a savory cheesecake. What, what's that? What you put bacon and cheese and jalapenos. And I'm like, (laughs) Yeah, it's like a, you know, it's like a jalapeno popper. Yeah. And and, uh, so that one. And then I do make like a blueberry jalapeno sauce and I top my New York with that. And and, I mean, a lot of people love it. Right. But my pickle one, like I make the pickle one and a lot of (laughs) the person. Hold on a second. (laughs) You make a pickle cheesecake. Yeah. Uh, So my (laughs) husband is a pickle fiend. So next time he comes to town, I'm ordering a pickle cheesecake. (laughs) Hold the phone. Daryl, just skip past that part. It'll be a surprise. (laughs) I actually have two of them. So they're so funny because the person who asked me to make it, his name is Kyle. Yeah. And uh, he he said, can you make a pickle cheesecake? I'm like, yeah, I'll try. You know? (laughs) And so... So I, I made one, and so it's called the Pickhile because, you know, it's named ah, after him. I love it. And then I had asked him, I was like, so what did you think of it? And did it need to be more pickly or what? And he's yeah. like, no, I loved it. But because I love pickles, I would love extra pickles. So then now I have an extra pickle one called the Big Dill because, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I have two pickle ones. <laughs> That is awesome. Yeah. And that's, I think that's what I love about your process is you'll just figure it out. Sometimes. Like you just experiment. <laughs> and if it works, yeah. that's fantastic. And if it, like you are yeah. not, and, and I think what I'm getting to there is like, you're not afraid to fail. You know, you're yeah. not afraid to make I'm, that mistake and just, oh, that one didn't work. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like when Lionbridge asked me to make the Crunchberry one, I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, easy. No. Yeah. It wasn't. I went through seven cakes before I oh made the one that I was like, okay, yeah. finally, this is it. This tastes like a Crunchberry and, yeah. and I'm happy with it. Right. Yeah. So. But th- there was a very short time limit. Like, they're like, can you make this? I need it in two weeks. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> At first. And then when it wasn't so easy, because the 
because it's about chemistry too, right? Because right? I make a uh, Fruity Pebbles one and that one, I'm like, you know, I know how I make it. And I was like, oh, I could just make it the same way. No, right. yeah. no, the chemistry makeup did not work. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's not good. <laughs> and so I'm like, I'm going to have to figure out something else here. And yeah. so, yeah. yeah, time crunch. And I was like yeah. sweating that one. I didn't think I was going to have that one on time. Yeah. So, And but, you've partnered with Lionbridge Brewing Company on a couple of different flavors, right? The first yeah. one I remember is that was the Neapolitan. It came out with their Neapolitan brew. But was yeah. that the first one? Well, I had made other ones for them before, but I other cheesecakes for them before yeah. to partner with different things. But that was the first one that they said, can you make this for us? Like this yeah. particular flavor, mm. like the other times they okay. were just choosing from my menu. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so I was like, Oh, I, I think I can make that. Let me see. Yeah. That one is that Neapolitan one. That's my kid's favorite. Oh yeah. Like when you had asked me once before, what was their favorite? Yeah. And I was like, I was throwing all this stuff out. Yeah. My son was like, mom, why didn't you say the Neapolitan? <laughs> That is the one that we all love. And I'm like, ah, I forgot. You know, I was on the spot. Like, my brain wasn't working. No, that's that's fabulous. Yeah, because they and so they've really come out and they've supported you with their doing their brews and then your um I almost said your pies, your cheesecakes. Yeah. And so and they're pairing, like they're offering them as a pairing, which is yeah. really cool. Yeah. I mean, a couple times a year we yeah, do that. And, yeah. uh, and now uh because of the crushed berry one, so we're not supposed to call it crunch berry, but crushed berry, um, Checktown Station now has, they had asked if they could carry that one. And, nice. And Anna from Lime Bridge Brewing Company said that they could because, yeah. you know, they carry their crushed berry. Yeah. Oh, their beer. beer. Yeah. 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 So it's a win-win so, for them. Yeah, it's I a mean, win-win. Yeah. And so then from there, now, you know, they carry all different flavors of mine because... Yeah. They just do really well there. So yeah. I'm happy for that. Yeah. I love both that. Of us. Yeah. And so you do like you serve primarily this kind of eastern Iowa area, Cedar Rapids, Iowa City kind of area. Right. Yeah. How, what's the farthest one of your cheesecakes has gone that you're aware of? Well, I know Colorado, Florida, mm-hmm. um, Ohio. Yeah. I'm trying to think if Texas might be one. Georgia, I think. Yeah. Um, somebody just recently... I'm trying to think. Like, I can't so remember. So do you ship them or do they come get them and drive them? No, I'm up? not allowed to ship okay. because of the <laughs> cottage laws. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But they come and get them or yeah. somebody will come and bring it to them or, mm-hmm. you know, fly to them, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know, though, I've well, had if people. if you ever need a traveling cheesecake delivery person, Alex is a great runner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> Is this where I chime in out of breath? Yes. <laughs> because we're 40 minutes in and I still can't breathe. <laughs> so so Alex ran to the podcast today, literally ran. So he came in out of breath and huffing and puffing. Um, so we were going to fill him up with cheesecake to just undo all of that good work, right? I love it. Which, <laughs> yes, I've earned it. Which, speaking of cheesecake, I have a bag at home that I forgot and I left it there. Oh. After I got here, I'm like, where's my bag? Oh, oh my gosh, I loved it. So oh, I we can wait. We can wait if you want to go get it. <laughs> I will. Like, I will go get we're, it. We're uh, we're chilling. <laughs> no, well, gosh, I mean, I think we should probably probably put a pin in it there. But I got I first of all, I appreciate all of your vulnerability because I I really truly think that 
so many of us have so much stuff going on under the surface that we don't even know about, right? So, yeah. you know, people looking at you are like, oh, look, she's just in there happily making some cheesecakes, probably got birds landing on her shoulder, a little <laughs> flower on her nose. You know, I mean, you know, we just, we don't know what people are going through. And I think that that makes a lot of us really reserved when it comes to sharing some of those pain points. But, you know, in telling our stories, we heal. We do. And by telling our stories, we give other people permission to heal. And I think that that's really powerful. And this whole aspect of like being a dangerous leader, like to me, it's just, it's about doing exactly what you do. (laughs) It's just opportunity. Cool. I'll do that. Yes. I'll go feed hungry people. Sure. I'll start a cheesecake business. Why not pair with Lion Bridge and figure out how to make a crush berry cake? (laughs) You know, like. It's just this idea that you are seizing opportunities, stepping into them, and if they don't work, it's okay. You'll move on to the next thing. And you're doing all of it raising two kids. Like, we didn't even touch on that part, (laughs) being a single mom, going through a pandemic, going through a derecho, starting a business. Like, I'm sorry, lady, you are a dangerous leader, and that's all there is to you. (laughs) So thanks for coming on today, John. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. I appreciate you asking and having me here. Yep, absolutely. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Dangerous Leader. If you liked what you heard, have some comments or suggestions, please go ahead and like and follow the show. Leave us some comments. I absolutely love your feedback. You can find a list of anything that we discuss to include a link to Don's channels and additional commentary at DangerousLeader.com. You can also connect with me on Instagram at DangerousLeaderGroup. Now, you can find Dawn on Facebook. That's the best way to get one of her yummy, delicious, amazing, spectacular, I could go on and on cheesecakes. She's on Facebook. If you actually just kind of type in the Cheesecake Lady CR, you'll find it. But it's out of the blue cheesecake CO on Facebook. And on Instagram, she is the Cheesecake Lady CR. Before we sign off from today's session, I need to give credit to the amazing team here at LAS Media Network who produces and distributes this podcast from right here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. If you want ad-free episodes of The Dangerous Leader, bonus content, and much more, then consider subscribing to LAS Plus. All you have to do is go to lasmedianetwork.com slash plus to get started. And always remember to lead dangerously, be you.